LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 234. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And you're thankful I remembered that track at the very last fucking minute, you wench. No, you're <laughs> thankful. That's the only one I really cared about. Lord... I had to catch up on the series today, and it is so freaking adorable. I love Megumi. <sighs> At least you don't cook like her. Actually, she's a very good cook. So I, I, I would claim that I do cook like her. That means according to the higher-ups, your cooking is shit, dog. Uh... No, you need to catch up on the series, dear. Well, I will not be touching Shogeki no Shoma until I finish JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stardust Crusaders. You, yeah. You know it's a good series when you take your tablet with you on the train, even though you're only going to be on the train for about 30 minutes or an episode and a half. Including, doesn't, the, doesn't the subway like go underground and make the reception go completely to shit? What does that have to do with me watching anime on my tablet? He's got it downloaded. Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind then. And and besides, I must have been treating it like phone reception. No. And besides, the optimum Wi-Fi is pretty damn shitty, so it would be a moot point to stream it off a of Crunchyroll. Plus, I'm trying to conserve the battery while I'm going while I'm traveling back and forth. I will say something about downloading, though. Yeah. Um, I look to see what episode the download for Food Wars was on, and Crunchyroll is faster than the uh, subtitlers. By how many episodes? By three. Depends on who who you're getting it from. Uh, I looked it up. There's only one person doing it. And that's probably what it is. you got to understand. There's a difference between doing it for free and getting paid. Oh, I know. Yeah. But, you know, there are some points where... I can't not Crunchyroll. True, but um, I will. N- but I will not give Crunchyroll any of my money nor any of my bandwidth unless I truly have to. Mm, well, I'm catching I'm up. To so think you don't I lo- truly have to. I'm beginning to think you have something against Crunchyroll. Oh, I- I've said that a few times on the show already. <laughs> Crunchyroll is technically a shit company if you want to think about it. Yes, they bring over anime. Yes, it is official releases and all of that. Good happy horse crap. But it's still a crap company. I'm just more pissed how in the beginning they would charge people, ban- you know, charge people to watch other people's fan subs on their sites. I mean, I I respect the business model behind it, but I just didn't like how they did it. You know, mm-hmm. it's sort of like Walmart. I mean, I don't like their practices, but I kind of respect what how, what they're doing to make that money. But I don't like it, and yet we shop there anyway. Mm-hmm. Because there's hardly any Aldis in my area. Because, um, well, fuck, how else you going to get enough food to feed six people for three days under ten bucks? Technically, we didn't get enough food for six people for three days. We got enough breakfast for five people for three days. Well, or uh, two days. Well, also in the convention setting scene as well. Well, yeah, in a convention setting scene, that's different. 
But if you're talking about this weekend, we only got breakfast, and we only ate breakfast two days. Yeah, I, and I was kind of right about the cereal and the milk, but eh, shit happens. Hmm. Okay, hold on, people. Check-ins are now live. There we go. Are you all you people happy now? Good. Yeah. No, never. Of course, you're never happy. God, nope. You're, God, you're never, a, ever, 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 ever. God, you're such a bitch. And I have to fix eventually fix that damn cable. Anywho. We are live tonight, week of September 22nd, 2015. Holy Christ, did it get cool already? Mm-hmm. Right I didn't here. use my air conditioner in my car all day. I took my air conditioner. It felt so dirty. I took my air conditioner out like two weeks ago. Uh, we are here on the VOG Network, Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern. Um, just so you know, as a programming note, we are here at 10 p.m. until November 17th when we go back to our normal time of 9.30. And replays are here Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. And interesting things going on in the chat room, such as people breaking uh, bar glasses and grabbing drinks without paying, you know. But, you know, it is what it is what it is. Uh... And trust me, Ari... She does use that email. Oh. It's connected to my Gmail, so I have no choice but to use it. Huh. <laughs> I kind of forget it's there half the time. Mm. Do you, you use yours, right? Yeah. Well, there you go. And not nearly as frequently as anything else. Uh. I, just, I, just re, I just rerouted my personal one through my um, Outlook account, so I can... Um, have it on my desktop, <coughs> my tablet, and on my phone, so all the email is synced up. But I just gotta get the um the mail files um backed up as well. But figure it out one way or another. So let's go ahead and start things off. Ari, how was your week and how was your day? Well, I got paid today at the one day of work I'll have between last this past Thursday and this coming Thursday. Woohoo! God, thank God for people who are willing to switch with me to get days off that I need. And, like we were alluding to, this was Q by the Sea this past weekend, our company retreat, if you will. Mm. And we dicked around Seaside Heights, drank, ate barbecue, ate weird stuff on the boardwalk, and then we just came home after drying up. On a Sunday. What weird stuff did you eat? I don't know. I, I'm just thinking about the all the different f deep fried things that the various vendors like to sell. Mm, true, but then again, I've always seen half that stuff I see on the boardwalk by my house. So you're a little more desensitized to it then. Well, probably so. Mm. I still have a low opinion on deep fried Oreos. Whereas, I guess lots of people like like anything that's like seriously deep fried. There, I mean, thank like thank God we haven't seen deep fried butter on the Jersey boardwalk. Oh, you gotta go out towards the Midwest for that. No, it's there. Oh, there you go. Um, when did I see it? 
Uh, the, um... The one that was doing the deep-fried bacon-covered Oreos. They do the butter. Yeah. So what do you think's more disgusting, that or the big bucket of fat and grease and fucking filth that was the Governor Christie? I have, I still gotta get to try that. Well, it's just fully loaded french fries. I think fully loaded french fries is better than frickin' butter stick covered in cinnamon and deep fried. Oh yeah, the cinnamon will take the edge off it. <laughs> well, well, the whole thing is, it's supposedly, once it's actually fully put together, it's supposed to taste like for some reason, a fucked up cinnamon roll. No cinnamon roll I've ever had tastes that nasty. No cinnamon roll I ever had makes me, made me want to like, feel like I just swallowed a hand grenade. Mm. <sighs> Anyhow, that was how my weekend day went. Hanging out with you guys, which was a lot of fun, and doing the bare minimum amount of work. <laughs> hey, that's all that matters. I feel like Dilbert... I did nothing all day, and I still got paid. <laughs> Living a goddamn dreams, that's what that is. Sweet. Mako-chan, how was your week, and how was your day? Um, it was pretty uneventful, besides for Q. Um, my back went out because of somebody, and I won't mention any names, Ranma. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who is this Ron character that is always abusing you? Yeah, anyway, so my back had started to hurt Friday, and then after he and I were fighting, and I got smacked, and I pulled up quick after I got smacked, and my back went out. So, yeah, it was not as eventful a weekend as I had hoped, but I still tried to make the best of it. And after getting more pain meds into me, I was able to go back out and have fun. But now I get to, uh... <laughs> I get to do eight days straight of work to make up for it. Have fun with that. Yeah. Yarmule, so eight days yarm! straight... Um, most of them, eight to nine hours. Sunday will be ten hours. So, yeah. Um, the only good thing is I had completely written off the vacation time I took for AAC. And even though I'm not going to AAC because I can't afford it, um, I went ahead and rewrote up at least taking the Saturday and Sunday off and going to attempt, hopefully, to try and get into New York on Sunday to see Lady Beard. Yeah, you you might want to put the word out to some people so you have so you can roll with a few people up there. Um, I actually have seen a couple of people that have um, that said they're going to the event. Um and Kristen's one of them, so I'm gonna talk to I'm gonna talk to her and see how she's getting into the city, and maybe I'll just hang out with her. There you go. Because I know she'll probably take the train in from New Brunswick, so maybe I'll go park up by her and take the train in with her. 
Or you can do because... it. Because... Yay! And yes, I would go in with Osh, except that it would cost me more to drive in to Queens. No, I, I wasn't going to say that. Oh, uh, what were you going to say? I mean, you, you both could team up. You could drive up to Secaucus and park there and just take the train in. Well, I'm going to see what she's doing first. Yeah. Because I, I did take the entire weekend off, so depending on... You know, who else is going? I may make a weekend of it. I might meet you for dinner, most likely. I'm probably, I think I'm actually off that day, or I'm probably recovering from another convention I'm going to. Yeah, I saw you were going to a convention. You're doing that that Saturday? Yeah, a Mortal Con. Well, if you're not doing anything other than that, then maybe I will come meet up with you. As I said, I took that Saturday off too. Oh wait, no, that's that's that weekend. No, it's weekend before that. Ah, uh, because I know you said that you might not be going to AAC we'll, we'll this see. weekend. But we'll see. As you said, we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, so that's mine, and my cousin officially made her announcements at work about the move, so I can officially say that, yes, we are moving. And that is a load of stress off my shoulders. Mm. You got everything situated and all? Um, for the most part. I do, there's a couple of things that I will have to call them about uh, height requirements and things like that. And I know most of the time when you're doing rentals, they provide a fridge, but I just have to call them and make sure. But, yeah. Exciting. Yay. 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 I got mail. Yay. <laughs> I got uh -oh. mail. Yay. And the only other thing I have to say is, holy shit, Doctor Who. What a and I'll twist. leave it at that. All I gotta say about this, what a twist. Yeah. And I'm done. <laughs> Alright. My weekend as you was not just um, the staff retreat, but which included eating lots and lots of barbecue and brisket and beef and all the tasty dead animals of the world. <laughs> of this country or of the South, whatever your particular might be. We finally made our way into our store, so it's pretty cool. So now we're doing training in the store, and we're setting up our store, like putting out products, setting up the tech rooms, learning the ins and outs and stuff. So, kind of, I, 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 yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little hyped about that. Yeah, you've been really hyped about this. I don't, it, the happiest I heard you be about a job in a long time. Exactly. It, it, it just feels different. I mean. You know, it's like I said during the training, everything that management has said to me, said to all of us, I've heard this before working at other places. But you could tell by talking to the managers and when they follow up with you, follow up with you on certain things and particular stuff, they're really sincere about it. So I feel like I can give them my full, the full potential, whatever, what they want out of me. So I'm kind of happy about that. So I, you know, so... 
I'm actually looking forward to the to the grand opening. That's going to be pretty fun. I, I'm kind of excited about that. So, is that going to be an all hands on deck day? I got Probably. a feeling it would be. Probably. No, because I could just see his luck. He'd be one of the people that's off that day. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I would show up just for the sh just for the hell of it. I'm, like, I'm not. Uh-uh. No, no. <laughs> I could see it. It'd be the day before, and like, okay, well, we don't need you guys tomorrow, and you know, half the people aren't gonna be in. I could see you being so pissed off. Oh, look. My developmental manager knows I want to be there. He knows this. <laughs> and, because, and he knows that if you weren't there, you'd be sitting outside of the store and, and snarking on everything MST3K style. No. No. I, I would somehow Metal Gear Solid my way in. I can just hear all the exclamation points appearing over everyone's head in the store. <laughs> but in this mm -hmm. case... But in this case, it wouldn't be. It'd be the like the Microsoft default sound when you hit a button on your keyboard or something like that. Boom. Pretty much. <laughs> and it wouldn't be an exclamation point. It would be Clippy popping up above my head. Oh it looks dear like God! Trying to sneak into a store. <laughs> Would you like some help? <laughs> you have to. You have to do a cosplay of this now. Microsoft Gear Solid. <laughs> yes. Find it. Windows of the Patriots. You have to do it. Well, I've been looking for a reason to uh, get new fatigues, so. <laughs> oh, God. I can just see you going into work dressed up for Halloween like that. <laughs> and see, instead of a cardboard box, it would be a giant box that says Windows 10 on the side. <laughs> Oh, it needs to happen. Uh, forget OS Ton. OS Coon at your service. It needs to happen. <laughs> oh, and oh God! And instead of a porno, it's a freaking uh, developer magazine or some shit. That would work. <laughs> porno? What the hell are you talking about? Oh God! You don't play enough of, of no. uh, Metal Gear to know what that is, do uh -uh. you? No. You mean the part where they have porno mags randomly scattered around the bases? Yeah, and if you look at them and call somebody, uh, in the at least in the first game, they actually tell you, like, ask you what the hell you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and as Dungeon Buster says in our chat room at live.vognetwork.com, Metal Gear Solid, the phantom blue screen. <clears throat> Oh man, see, this needs to happen. See, that's something I would do at Dragon Con. Oh man, it needs to happen. Uh, and I guess if Snake would be the uh, the IT geek, um, we'd have to make Otacon straight laced. <laughs> Otacon would be that pain in the ass customer that keeps breaking shit. <laughs> Have you tried turning it off and turning it on again? <laughs> yeah. Well, this certainly took a turn. For a technologically inert. <laughs> yeah, I think Mako-chan is, like, fawning right now. 
I'm sorry, you know how much of a Metal Gear geek I am. This is just beyond amusing. Yes, I know. I know. What the hell is that? What's what? Is that Damien? No. I just heard that's, some. I just heard some like. Winnie. Uh, I just heard some rumbling. Wait, wait, what the hell? It's Winnie. <sighs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I think I just heard her again just now. Yeah, she is being schizophrenic. Like wanted to be petted, wanted to be hugged, and now she's kind of like flailing around. Well, all righty then. <laughs> oh, God. News time! Yes. And we're starting it off with breaking news. Well, this is, this is coming down the pipe directly from the Anime Jam Session Brooklyn Studios. This came across the Twitter AP Newswire. Lower the music. There you go. Well, it was only 22 seconds anyway, so... Yes, but it was loud, and I could not hear you over it. Well, pretty much, long story short, uh, video game voice actors are voting to go on strike. Uh-oh. That doesn't sound good. Yeah. As as an article that just popped up off of comicbook.com and a similar article off of uh, Steve Bloom's uh, Facebook uh, fan page, pretty much is this. If things don't change in interactive media, our video games may start sounding very different. Right now, video game voice actors are voting in a general battle with SAG-AFTRA, the actors' union that covers TV and film, on the issue of strike in the field of interactive media. To that end, the hashtag Performance Matters on Twitter is trending and buzzing with both with fans showing support and performers talking about their craft and how much they love it. And believe you me, we have interviewed various voice actors on this show, and you've seen videos of us interviewing them, and you could tell how much they love the work that they do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, the whole thing is, you know, we've interviewed these people, and they've stated, for the most part, that it's... It's not the money that got them into it because mm -hmm. they don't really make a whole hell of a lot. Right. It's like they love what they do. They love the craft. They're not doing it for, you know, tons and tons of money. They're doing it because it's something they love. Mm -hmm. Let's see. So let's see where here we go. Yeah. Uh, the hashtag, there's also the other hashtag, I'm on board 2015. Um, let's see, the vote comes in the heels of a Performance Matters panel at Long Beach Comic Con uh, 10 days ago, where a collection of actors talked about their love for the, for the craft. The general idea is that unfair contracts have been asked for by producers in the video game industry, and now to the point where voice actors have used organized unions to negotiate further. And for the record, some of this shit happens when dubbing anime as well. Uh huh. We're uh -huh. just leaving it at that. For, alright. Uh, vo uh, voice actors have become much more integral part of the video game process as technology has continued to improve. Games are now produced with more similarities of feature films than the games of old. Bloops and bleeps are replaced by intricate dialogue that includes player character and the people they interact with. Video games have budgets that equal and even surpass major releases of summer movie schedules, which is true. 
Mm-hmm. Some games have MMO uh, that gaming that are large, persistent worlds that have millions of dialogue recorded by voice actors, like World of Warcraft, FF14, Guild Wars. I mean, you can't go to a convention and and, and meeting a uh, an English an, an, an English voice actor who has worked on a game or something like that, you know. Yeah, a lot of them are transitioning over to games mm-hmm. because there's so much work in them. Yep. The um, the SAG after website notes that they've been working on renegotiating of the IMA interactive media agreement since February two second of this year. A second meeting on June twenty third was met with no agreement. They met with EA Games, Activision, Disney, Warner Brothers, and smaller studios. As per the website of SAG, as you might know, the interactive media agreement was first negotiated by SAG and Astro in the mid-1990s, and this agreement is still in template, we used to say, despite radical changes and what we were required to do on set and in the recording studio. We're looking to bring this long-standing agreement into the 21st century by addressing the following issues, which were arrived after extensive one-on-one, small group, and big meeting interactions and discussions with members like you. See, this kind of reminds me of when uh, Chris Rock made that joke about going into the end, going in, doing the record lines for Madagascar 3 and leaving. And that definitely sent a rumble within the voice acting industry. Mm-hmm. Christ, dude. I heard a lot of them don't like the celebrity voice actors. They don't. Just they don't. Because takes away their work. It's not only that it takes mm-hmm. away from their work. When you have a celebrity that does acting in front of a camera, there's a lot of difference than if you're acting in front of, you know, a microphone. You have to show all of your action through your voice, through your sound. Whereas, you know, in front of a camera, you can do something and people are going to see what you're doing. So it's it's a lot more work because you have to show all of your emotion. You have to show all of your energy through your voice. And a lot of people that do, you know, live action acting don't necessarily get that. Right. <sighs> At the same time, these people that, you know, are doing animated movies, they just want a name. Mm-hmm. They want somebody that, you know, somebody's going to look at this box title and go, oh, hey, so-and-so is doing this. Mm-hmm. I mean... And I can understand why the industry uses well-known actors in, in animated features because of the name. The name will put butts in seats. The sad uh-huh. part is if you come up, like, unless the franchise is popular as hell. I mean, look at Pokemon. When, the, when those animated features were in theaters, they they were using the same voice actors and actresses from the animated series. And that made bank. Now, look at what Disney does. Not everybody's heard of Ghibli films, but they will put um, power, t- power title actors and actresses on it to make, make sure the product sells, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's another thing. When they're, you know, catering to kids, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily care who does the voice. Right. As long as it's a good voice. When they're catering to both children and adults, they want something to draw the adults in. And usually that is a quote-unquote famous name. Mm-hmm. And as ActF says in our chat room at com, I'm with the voice actors, but hopefully this doesn't mean a new era really bad, cheesy voice acting like in the 90s. Well, I, no. l- l- let me tell you something. I spent three years working in a grocery store. 
maybe closer to five. I don't remember. When I worked there, I was in a union. We came close to striking. They renegotiated a new deal midnight before we was going to strike. But I tell you what, they were ready to bring people in to do our jobs. Scabs. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's also a reason why A.M.P. is going bankrupt, but whatever. But the the fact, the sad part is, if they can't get the things, they'll find people that will come damn near close to get to push the product out. And the sad part is with the fans, at the fan, the fans, yeah, they will bitch about the cheesy voice acting. But if the gameplay is phenomenal and the graphics are great, they'll love it. Case in point, Pierre Dinklage, Destiny. Mm. I don't know. I I prefer Dinklebot. Hmm. And I'm not the only one either. And I believe you. And Ichigogami is correct. They will still buy it. Yep. Uh-huh. And Sarah Ackerman says, and they aren't paid to meet us as fan, at fa- at fans, fans at cons. They are, and They're they are. for the room. That's about it, there are, right? Look, there are, some, there are some voice actors who do have an appearance fee, but it's not like a bank breaker, because you got to understand... A lot of um, voice actors don't make that much money, so asking for a nominal appearance fee is fair. And a lot of voice actors and actresses, they they're doing production behind the scene and direction behind the scene, you know. So uh-huh. it's sort of like in the ways of IT. You you're good at one hardware thing, but you got to do other stuff in order, you know, to make ends meet. You know, so yeah, you figure all of these voice actor and actresses. Um, if they're doing something from home, they have to completely edit their own stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's – well, yes, you know, their famous stuff like anime and stuff like that is going to be in a studio. If they're doing telephone prompts, if they're doing, you know, little one-liners for a company, they don't necessarily go into a studio. Mm-hmm. They sit down, you know, at their computer, at their microphone – they say the line a couple of times, then they have to sit there and they have to edit it. Yes. So they're doing, you know, a lot of their own work. And there are various voice actors and actresses. I mean, if they were to see my setup for how I do the podcast, they'd be somewhat impressed. They'd think it was really cool because tr- when it comes to the show, I try to be as professional as possible when it comes to the technical aspects. Just imagine the office wall of that person, where the person has their computer set up, and it's like lined with egg crates. No, in order to, well, to drown yeah. out, huh? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, in order I, to drown out background noise. Yeah. I think, uh, uh, I think it's Greg Hauser. If you follow him on Facebook, he has he has a pretty much a professional voice act, professional studio in his house. So, hmm. and he does a lot of at home stuff. He sends out. So, yeah, I know. Um... Michelle actually has a sound, like a, it's a portable sound booth. It's not really portable, mm-hmm. but basically it's big enough that you can put a chair in there and sit down so that no outside sound is getting in. But, I mean, when you're just starting out, you are basically talking into the corner of a wall and, you know, egg crates and all of that and hoping to God that nobody is going to mow their lawn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, I heard one of the abridged guys say that one of the best thing- tricks is there's like do it inside, you know, your uh, closet, because apparently all the like clothes hanging up that kind of is good at absorbing damp- you know background noise. Yeah, it's a dampener. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, but 
sometimes it's very difficult to sit for hours in your closet. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Especially if your closet is full. Yeah, with the flickering of the, mo- of, the, of the laptop screen. Mm-hmm. So pretty much everyone here at Anime Jam Session, we support the voice actors and actresses, so we do hope that they get... what what they deserve and not for nothing I really think a lot more industries should be union backed but that's a story for another time for another show yep alright moving right along Uh, who wants to take this first article um I guess I will okay okay so, um, this past weekend's fanfare presented by Comic Palooza was supposed to be the first in a new series of smaller geek events ge- aimed at drawing a more casual crowd, but by all accounts, it ended up being a disappointment. Guests canceled left and right, including Doctor Who's Michelle Gomez, who mm. left after her first autograph session because of scheduling conflicts. Uh, Jesse L. Martin from The Flash and uh, Tomo. Penkett from Battlestar Galactica and Supernatural also canceled. They weren't the only people who fared, fared, uh, failed to appear. Guests were sparse and lines for autographs were small. Many of the vendors we spoke to referred to the flow of customers as slow even by Saturday afternoon, typically the busiest time for a convention. Nothing spelled out the low turnout like Comic Palooza's head, John Simmons, tracking us down for an interview. Normally, during the massive convention held in May, Simmons is nearly impossible to speak to because of sheer business, but he sat down and discussed the uh, disappointing event in detail. When Comic Palooza started, it was $35, Simmons said. Now it's $70, which is still comparable to to similar size events, but you have a lot of people who say they'd like to go to a Comic Palooza, but they don't want to pay that. They need more entry-level events. There's no ecology of entry-level events in Houston. I hate small events. I hated the idea of it, but I really thought I had to do it. But if they are going to turn out like this, I'm not going to do it. According to Simmons, the cost of being an independent convention promoter has become more and more uh, prohibitive. Guests who used to cost just $4,000 a few years ago to bring in now demand twice that, plus better rooms, first-class plane tickets, room for spouses and agents, and higher per diems. Competition among the conventions has worked like baseball player salaries, the demand driving up the cost. Mm -hmm. The expenses involved with bringing in the guests, you must have to be a success, uh, you have to to be a success to keep going, said Simmons. It's not supportable. We've been talking in the industry for a couple of years now when the bubble is going to burst. It's hard to tell what exactly failed to bring people out to fanfare. It's been a busy summer for conventions. Delta H Con was just a couple of weeks ago, and amazing Houston Comic Con a few weeks before that, and Space City Comic Con not long before that, and Comic Palooza itself two months before that. It's possible that the region is just conned out, and fan fatigue is the reason. There's also the problem of the name. It was weird to attend anything associated with Comic Palooza and not have it be, well, massive. That's what made Comic Palooza the powerhouse it became. It pulled off the go big or go home ethic, and it succeeded. So the idea of a small Comic Palooza might have confused people. Blah, 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 blah. There's guys talking about what he ended up picking up at the door and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But not for nothing, um, small conventions are not where you bring in top name guests. And if you do, you only you only need one. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be 
A T uh, class A, you know. It'll kill your budget otherwise. Yeah, I mean, also, he, the article is right. I mean, there's going to be a pop, you know, with all these conventions. There was a time where, you know, you could go to the same conventions year after year because it was spaced out. There wasn't that many. Mm-hmm. Con chairs talked with each other to set dates so they don't overstep each other's boundaries. Now yeah, it's, and now everybody's doing conventions. And I was like, you got to toss it between here and there. Like, you know, we here we're, we gave up going to Catacon for MAGFest. And it's because it's the weekend, they're with the same month, one weekend, another weekend. Hell, if it was a month apart, I probably would have kicked uh, Catacon aside for uh, MAGFest, you know? And now con, cha- uh, con chairs don't really give a shit. They're going to try to... St- put their claim down, you know? Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah, the, I can only go to the Gaylord so many times before I start getting yeah. sick of it. But on the plus side, a variety means, you know what? Oh, this is a new convention. I can go check this out. It gives me a reason to travel somewhere else, but there are so many. And you know what? Not to sound like the asshole here, I am looking forward to the bubble bursting on all these conventions. I am too, because you, you they're just... Start- just there's too many of them right now. Mm-hmm. And everyone you go to is like, oh, we're having this guest, this guest, this guest, and this guest. It's like, yeah, but the convention that was last week, just 20 miles away, had the same exact guests. Yep. So you're going to have two conventions a week apart with the same guests because, you know, that's who you can get now. And the fact that a lot of these conventions that are close together have the same staff, so you know that's going to be problems as well. That too. If anything, it'll end up, you know, getting rid of the smaller and less competent ones. Well, I don't want to say necessarily smaller, but ones that really can't handle the transition, I suppose. And as Shinji Akari says, that's why a lot of new conscripts trying too hard with the guest list. Everyone's a piece of the currently popular pie. And then you got people like you who don't like the convention, like, you know what? I could do my own. Let's go with that. And that causes a problem. The start my own mentality? Yes. It's like, oh, I can do this better than this person can. <laughs> How's that going to oh, look. And oh, look, I just happen to have, you know, money. Mm-hmm. No, have fun lighting, like, lighting tens of thousands of dollars on fire. <laughs> what about Tendokukon? Hmm. But yeah, and you know what? I don't think it's just going to be the small conventions that are going to collapse because the small conventions are small enough right now that they can say, you know what, we're only going to bring in one guest and that will help us to cut down the price of, you know, the tickets tickets for the door. So they'll probably do better than the bigger ones that have to have all of these big names Mm -hmm. because not for nothing. While there are a lot of small conventions, there are a lot of conventions trying to be in the big time, Yep, including this one. Mm-hmm. It's like how can you have like how can you say that this is a small convention when you're bringing in somebody from Doctor Who, somebody from The Flash, somebody from Battlestar Galactica? You know that's three big shows right there, and even if they're small time parts, you're bringing three people from those shows in. Mm-hmm. You could have easily I mean, just had one and would have had the same effect. Mm-hmm. Or turn out to be a better con. Because yeah, it's had to double the ticket prices. Yeah, I mean, this is just, it's its so crazy. 
you don't need a convention that's supposed to be small be this large. And I mean, the guy is saying that, you know, oh, guests who used to only cost 4000 now demands, you know, 8 So mm-hmm. instead of doing one person that's 8000 you're going to have three people that, you know, now you're going to be into, you know, you're talking about $24,000. That's not needed. And for, you know, a small convention, you don't necessarily have to go with somebody that's going to ask for $8,000. Yep. They and don't all ask for, like, huge paydays like that, do they? Depends on the name. Yep. If you have, you know, your typical anime voice actor, they're not asking anywhere near that much. Unless they're, um, Mangina. But, oh, <laughs> now, I've I've heard that he is one of the top, you know, top money pullers. So he knows that and he asks for it. Hashtag shots fired. But I mean, it, if you're if you've got a choice between, you know, three big names, that's going to cost you twenty four thousand dollars. <laughs> Or one big name and two people that are going to be popular to, you know, niche groups and still pull in the money for your convention. And, you know, it's only going to cost you $12,000. I'd go with the cost-saving measure, obviously. Exactly. All these conventions, even the small ones, they want to be big. They want to be big. They want to be big. You don't have to be big. Baby steps, people. You can start off extremely small, work your way up just like everybody else has, and that's the end of it. All mm-hmm. of these big conventions did not start out overnight being that big. Exactly. Hey, look at um look at ShinkoCon. They wanted to start out big. Look what happened to them. Mhm. I don't I don't even see the con actually happening in 2016, let alone 2017. They're no, it's yeah, there, there, there are a lot of conventions that are trying to start off way too big for what it actually is, and it just it doesn't have to be that way. Calm down, enjoy yourself, enjoy having a smaller convention, and just you know, shut up. <laughs> mm-hmm. The whole the appeal of a small convention is that it doesn't have all the hassle of, yeah. you know, bigger conventions with, mm-hmm. with like tens of thousands of people. And as uh, Sarah Ackerman says in live.vognetwork.com, for a Glass City convention, they brought in Todd Habercorn and Jessica Cavello. And she said, I felt like we didn't spend so much for the hotel and Jessica's friends that came with her paid for their tickets, badges, food and chipped in for the hotel. It was nice. See, there are some voice actors and actors who understand a lot of these cons are small to medium they have certain amount th- they'll want to work with so the vo- so the industry those action actors will work with them in return which is pretty cool mm-hmm. and also one of the things why do some conventions get the big name guests because they'll pull in the numbers and they'll make the money back and then some mm-hmm. and like this whole thing about oh the guests want this and this and this and this and this I if your guests are doing that, then you don't need that guest. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a guest, you get 
either, you know, their personal translator, if it happens to be, you know, a Japanese guest, or you get a spouse, or, you know, a boyfriend or a girlfriend, something like that, you get one extra guest. They get a room, you know, and if they happen to say, hey, you know, is it okay if we get a double instead of a single? If it's in the hotel, give them a double. Mm -hmm. So what? They're going to have an extra person in the room. You're not paying them for, you know, extra food. You're not paying them for the badge or anything like that. The only people that really ask for those extra badges, at least in the anime conventions that I've seen, are the bands. Mm-hmm. And that's because the bands have roadies. They have managers. They have, you know, they have people that go around with the bands anyway. That's who those rooms are for. It's not just for, you know, random people. Pretty much. And as Shiji Akari says, Atlantic City Boardwalk Con, first year, four days, huge loss. Yeah. 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 There was no reason for that. Yeah. Alright. Moving right along. Are you going to grab the next one? Ari, did we lose him? Uh, not according to. Wait, Scott. hang on, hang on. Oh. The shit got muted by mistake. Whoops. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyhow, mm-hmm. anime Matsuri is growing, and so is the list of people unhappy with it. Yeah, I've been hearing some real outlandish shit about <sighs> this, about, about this con. Anyhow. Yeah. It's not uncommon in anime to see a lone girl staring bravely before a colorfully dressed angry horde determined to get past her, but this is real life, and Sarah Scrobachick, Scrobachick, Scrobarchick, Scrobarchick, resident of Delta H Con, has to make the do with diplomacy given her lack of ninja skills or magical moon powers. We'll work with you, she told the irate mob. We can give you day passes at a discount. Roughly 200 people had showed up on a busy Saturday at the registration table at Delta HCon 2012, expecting free admission. That was what they were promised. They had just come from the Asian Pacific American Heritage Association Festival in Discovery Green, where, among other activities, they had watched a performance by the Lady Spade, a popular Japanese indie pop artist. Spade was a guest of Anime Matsuri, Houston's most popular anime and Japanese pop culture convention. <clears throat> the founders of Matsuri, John and Denise, and Denise Lay have approached Scrobarchik a few months earlier, one of the partner with Delta H-Con has shared a cost of bringing Spain to Houston. It's expensive to bring in guests from Japan. We were a little con, and it was a lot of money. I told him that we couldn't afford it, but thanks for thinking of us. I thought that was it. According to Scrobarch... Just call it Scrob. I'm thinking President Scrub at this point, so... Yeah. No offense. Salute! According to Scrubachik... Call her Sarah. That's her first name. Okay, Sarah. According to Sarah, after Spade's performance, representatives of Metsuri ascended the stage and told the people that they would be allowed in a Delta H con for free if they showed their ticket from the APAHA festival. Wow. Oh, boy. A ton of people showed up, Sarah said. I wasn't prepared to give away 200 badges on the busiest day of the convention. I'm not going to eat that because of Matsuri. It hurts us. People blamed us for not honoring an agreement we never heard about. 
It might have just been a misunderstanding. John and Denise had declined to be interviewed to comment her story, but the con's history includes a fair number of unhappy customers. Delays held their first convention in 2007 at the George R. Brown Convention Center with a modest gathering. Guests include mostly local voice actors from 80 Vision, such as Christopher Ayers and Christine Alton, though the layers also net a national talent with Peter Cullen and the rock band Back On from Japan. And that just gives a, a brief history of anime Mitsuri, because this is a one long-ass article. Uh, let's see. They're talking about things about, you know, Lolita fashion. Yeah, they really fuck with the Lolita community. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Just, uh, like... Sexual harassment accusation. There's a paragraph here that ba- basically summarizes that. That's... Uh, yeah, this this is a mouthful as it is. So... Oh, oh they're having their 10-year anniversary in a, this coming February. That's nice. It's the weekend of my birthday. Goody. Let's see. I, uh, wait, where, where's the anime? Oh, in Texas, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, well, we've been I, I having a lot of problems episode. lately, you know? Yeah, this huh? says that at least two people from the uh, Lolita fashion stuff were basically propositioned. Mm hmm by the convention head. One oh, was asked wow. for yeah, one was asked for naked photographs of herself. Um and then another one also posted screen cra- screen caps of unwanted sexual conversations. Mm-hmm. In which he pressed her to tell him when she had when she last had an orgasm. Oh god. And mind you the dude is married. What, what does his wife think of all this? Does she know? If she's like most wives where husbands are in situations like this, she will stand by her man. <sighs> Who knows? Maybe she's into it. That too. I'm not sure if that'll make it better or worse. <laughs> but yeah, this is a very long article. Long story short, uh... Too late. Yeah. <laughs> The people that run Anime Matsuri are crooked, deviant, and scam artists, pretty much. And the sad part is that no matter how much bad shit comes out of this convention, people will still go. Because you know what? They'll they'll somehow get the names. Hell, I think for the last couple of years they've been having WCS there. So, you know, that will definitely draw people in. Or maybe they'll count on people having goldfish-esque memories and and forgetting about all that shit in the, as soon as they get there. That's that's one of the things right there. It's just a lot of craziness and bullshit, you know. See, this also goes back to the prior story, you know. It's getting to the point where uh, con chairs are being spiteful against each other and being just plotting, you know, trying to outdo each other. Ugh. You know, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, the the end of this talks about how somebody basically gave them money to help them run Matsuri. Mm-hmm. And 
that they basically screwed him over and now there's lawyers involved. Yeah. All right. Moving right along, let's get into some anime news. And something this is something nice, something positive. Studio Ghibli has been named Asian Filmmaker of the Year. The 20th uh, Busan International Film Festival has named Studio Ghibli as the 2015 Asian Filmmaker of the Year. The festival presents the award to an Asian filmmaker or group that has significantly contributed to the development of the Asian film industry and culture. The Busan International Film Festival began giving out the award in 2003, and since then, only one other company has re- have received the award when, Japanese, when it was Japanese broadcaster NHK. Uh, Studio Ghibli co-founder Toshio Suzuki will attend the event to accept the award. The festival will screen Miyazaki's My Neighbor Totoro in the open cinema section, and will also screen Takahata's Only Yesterday in the wide-angle animation showcase section. The cinema center will screen 18 works of Ghibli's from September 21st to the 27th before the festival opens. The festival will run from October 1st to the 10th. And that's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, we need that breath of fresh air. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so here's some bad news for uh, some free fans out there. Yeah, the drooling drooling fangirls, you know, who want their half-naked dudes running around in the water. Yeah. This ought to make them dry up. Yeah, so Right Stuff revealed this week that Funimation Entertainment has delayed the release of Free Eternal Summer Season 2. Season 2 was due to be released on September 29th. A new release date is not yet available. Uh, Discotech Media released the first season of Free, um, subtitled uh, Iwatobi Swim Club, an English subtitled DVD earlier this year. Funimation's release of Season 2 will include an English dub. According to the product details that were previously available, because all of them have been taken down now, um, it was going to be released in a standard, limited, and premium edition DVD and Blu-ray combo. Um, The limited edition release is supposed to come with a chipboard box, and the premium edition is supposed to come with a variety of physical bonuses, including an exclusive full-color art book, seven art cards, a full-color sports towel, and uh, decals. Wow, that's a lot of cool shit. That is a lot of cool crap, but I'm wondering if it was delayed because of all that really cool crap. Or maybe They got to produce it somehow. Or maybe the joint venture between uh, Discotech and Funimation, who knows? Maybe they're fighting each other who gets to do what. That could be too, but uh, I don't know. Considering it was supposed to be released, you know, only in a couple of days... And everything was completely taken off of uh, the sites. I would not be surprised if it was some sort of licensing problem. Like maybe they didn't have full license for everything that came in those boxes. Yeah, that's usually the case. I mean, I, I mean, it, it used to be a point where you know, when you got the rights to a series, you also had to do extra negotiation for the music and stuff like that. Cause I know Viz had to do that with their properties like Ranma and Inuyasha and so forth. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it happens. Oh, this is pretty. This is good to hear. Ari, you like food, don't you? Something, something, fat joke. No. Okay, then I'll take your word for it for this time. Uh, sure. Food Wars. 
Shokugeki no Soma 3DS game slated for December 17th. The November, the November issue of Shueisha's V-Jump magazine is revealing on Saturday that Furyu's upcoming Shokugeki no Soma Yujo to Kizuno no Hirosara, or The Dish of Friendship and Bonds, Nintendo 3DS game will ship on December 17th. The magazine also reveals that the game will have a completely original story. Ooh. In the game, the students of of Tosuki Culinary Academy gather on a lone island in Europe for a cooking battle tournament. The Castering anime will reprise their roles in the games. <clears throat> Fuburyu is de- developing a taste personal experience cooking battle adventure game, which sounds so badly like English. <laughs> the game will feature Soma Yukihara and other famous students at Toku... Totsuki Culinary Academy as they participate in cooking battles. The original manga story felt like follows Soma, who works with his dad at his family's restaurant. His dad is a culinary master, and he often hosts cooking battles with his father. His father then enrolls him in an elite culinary school that is very difficult to enter, and the graduation rate is only about 10%. Saiki and Tsukuda launched the manga in Weekly Shonen Jump magazine in November 2012. Yuki Murasaki, a cosplay chief and model, also contributes to the manga, manga, and each volume of the manga features recipes. This media is released in the manga in North America. The company initially decided not to add the manga in its, digi- in its digital weekly Shonen Jump anthology because the series is a little racy, as it's saying. But then it began p- publishing the series in the anthology in last November. It's only racy because when they eat really good food, they practically orgasm. Yes. Oh, so it's like a Yakatare Japan? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as uh, Sarah Ackerman says, I love my free boys like I love my Levi. Hot, naked, and wet. hey You know what? Every, I, I, so in the back of my mind, I find myself, I have this vision. I'm flipping channels and I'm watching Food Network. I see this blip for an anime and it says, Food Wars, coming soon to Food Network. I would flip a shit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I, I could imagine them doing a live action version of the anime with Food Network stars. Oh, God. Oh God! And the teachers are all the like really elite, you know, pain in the ass people, like Bobby like, Flay, like Bobby Flay, like <laughs> Guy <Gordon>. Fieri. <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, like but, like Ramsey, like yes. Gordon, like um, Irving, Chef Robert Irvine. Yes, uh, uh, Anthony Bourdain. Those would be the people that would be the teachers. And then it would be like the Food Network stars that came up. Yes. As the students, there would be your guy. There would be you know all of these little people that came into into this thing as you know the these uh, like like Michael Simon and crap like that. These people that made it in there, but they made it by the skin of their teeth because of reality shows. They would be the students. I could so see this. But I tell you what, if they cast Rachel Ray, so help me God, I will fu- I will launch a napalm at Food Network Studios. Oh no! One of the characters in Food Wars is a drunk. Her specialty is fermentation. Quote. So, so there that would actually... that would definitely be Rachel Ray. Lord. Oh, 
Although that's kind of upsetting because I really do like that character. <laughs> God. But like each one of these characters have their specialty. Like there's the one that her specialty is nothing but meat. Mm-hmm. There's the one that her specialty is like game animal. There's one that, you know, his specialty is smoking foods. So, I mean, all of these, sh- you know, chefs that are on Food Network, they all have their specialties too. And it could all just tie in. It would be great. And now I kind of want to watch it. <laughs> well, like I said, I'll be catching up with Shogeki no Shoma once I'm done with uh, uh, Stardust Crusaders. Well, there's, I think, only two episodes left of the series, of the uh, season. Right. So. I'm like I'm only up to like episode eight or nine. That's when he does. That's when he calls upon the Shogugeki, and it's uh, him and Megumi as as partners. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm on that part, so you know. Yeah, you need to catch up. You're missing a lot. I will. I will. And I can't talk about it, but it's really really good. You need to watch. Are you sitting there eating ramen while you're watching this? No, actually. I, I, I was not eating ramen when I was watching it. I was actually eating Subway. Eat fresh. Yeah. Make sure. I hope they. I hope they didn't put the Jarrett sauce on your sandwich. I don't know. It was. It was white and creamy. What? <laughs> 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 I got a ranch sandwich. It was white and creamy. You sure it was ranch dressing? Not. <laughs> I don't know. It was a little tangy. And <laughs> 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 hey, we go to the chat room. Uh, Ichigami is trying to figure out what the show is like. It's think of it as Master Chef, part part Master Chef, part Hell's Kitchen, part Iron Chef. And Sarah Ackerman says, "I'm thinking so perverted right now. How long? So how many episodes have you listened in on us?" How many? It's like, I, I, I can't help it. It just, you know, when the situation presents itself, I just, I have to go with it. Ba-boom. <laughs> All right, okay. Um. Well, this is something interesting. Kodansha Comics to make a big Attack on Titan announcement at Comic-Con 2015. The official website for Com- New York Comic Con revealed that Kodasha Comics will be making a, a major announcement about the Attack on Titan manga. The, the Kodasha Comics panel will be held Thursday, October 8th at 4 in room 1A18. Uh, Kana Koide, the general manager of Kodasha Comics, uh, Ben Applegate, the director of publishing, and some currently unrevealed special guests will host the panel. There will be a Q&A session as well as a giveaway. They're probably going to announce some type of special limited edition like Tonkubans or something like that. I don't know. I mean, they're talking about it being a major thing. So I would not be surprised if they start bringing over some of the uh, spinoff series. A major thing, like a major award where it says Gile on the box? Oh, fuck you. But yeah, I would not be surprised if the major, you know, the major thing is that they are bringing over the uh, the spinoff series, uh. of which there are like five. There are quite a few of them. Like Attack on Titan Kids. <laughs> Ugh. God. I want to watch that just for the hell of it. 
And I think there's only, um, what, three more years left of the series, he said? Probably. Something like that. Titan, no swiping. Titan, no swiping. Uh. <laughs> okay, uh, shall we take a, a quick break? <laughs> Please. Okay. Why are we taking a quick break? We have more stuff to cover, don't we? Yeah, and when we get back, we'll cover the rest of the news, uh, Skype line, and forum topics, and all that cool stuff. Oh, okay. That's not how we did it last week, but okay. I know. I'm I'm kind of sort of trying to get a feel for how for how it'll kind of sort of work. Kind of want an equal balance, per se. Plus, the, the last story kind of ties in with the open forum topic. See, I should have put anime news first, then the break, then the convention. I should have done that, but we all... Oh, well. Yeah. We all live and learn, so we'll be back.
if I can get this one article to open up. There we go. And this ties directly into our open forum topic, which, interestingly enough, was part of strange news from Japan. But I found since it was I found since it was on ANN, I it probably be better if it was moved over here. So. An idol was fined 650,000 yen for a dating contract violation. A 17-year-old J-pop idol was fined 650,000 yen, which equivalents to a bit under $5,400, in damages by a Tokyo District Court on last, uh, September 18th. The court ruled that she had violated her contract with her management company by associating with the opposite sex. The girl had signed a contract in March 2013 and debuted it in an idol group that July. The group dissolved in October, however, when it was learned that the girl in question accepted an invitation to a hotel room by two male fans. <clears throat> the girl argued that not dating is an indispensable aspect of being a girl idol, but the judge, Akitomo Kojima, disagreed. Discovering romantic relations damages the image of the idols, he ruled. To gain the support of male fans, clauses banning romantic relationships are necessary. Kojima blamed the girl for the dissolution of the idol group and fined her for part of her clothing and lesson costs. In Japan, celebrities are widely expect, expected to lead highly moral, chaste lives and project an image of purity to their fans. Voice actress uh, Yu Serizawa apologized for wearing a ring in 2014. AKB singer, um, 48 singer Minami Minigashi shaved her head in repentance for dating a dancer in 2013. And actor and singer Jin Akinchi was blackballed for marrying fellow actor and singer Mesa Kuroki in 2012. And also... It was a similar issue with Aya Hirano a couple of years back, you know, who also voiced Haruhi Suzumiya. And, you know, and I, this reminds me, I was staffing at a convention, and uh, they were trying to grab a couple of more rooms for one more um, uh, vocalist. And the thing is that the, 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 the singer and her manager could not share a room together because of the deal that they made. You know, you can't share a room, this, this, and that. So, yeah, it's kind of interesting to say the least. And because... Hmm? Everybody okay there? Yeah, mm-hmm. you kind of went silent for a second. No, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still chugging along here. And because of that, this brings us to our open forum topic and the uh, Skype line. Um, Skype line is now open. If you have any questions about tonight's show, what we talked about, give us a buzz at Anime Jam Session. Uh, due to time constraints, all calls are cut to two minutes. Now, this week's open forum topic this is where we ask everyone, listeners, a question about a topic in anime cosplay fandom. Uh, if you don't want to use your real name, put in a different name before you post your answer, and we ask that you keep it civil. So far, you all have been paying attention on keeping things civil. I really, really appreciate that. So, here's what we got. Idol dating. It is a known fact that idol singers are not allowed to have relationships in Japan, whereas teen idols here are allowed to do so. So, should Japanese idol singers be allowed to date? Uh, see, we have a few answers here. Uh, Sarah Ackerman says, uh, Japanese idol dating should be allowed, seeing about 90% of the normal Japanese people that are not idols probably watch anime where Japanese idols do, in fact, date. If idols were allowed to date in Japan, 
then they may not have those creepy stalkers so much. Internal stalkers may end up in the news from the Japan segment where they're unemployed and a creep will cut off a chunk of their hair or some piece of clothing. <laughs> she pretty much nailed that right on the head. Uh, from Serenity41088, I think if they want to date, then let them. Do what they want. If they're happy in dating, there shouldn't be any problem. And from uh, Kelly, uh, she says, Depends, honestly. The spectacle that we refer to as Hollywood dating leaves a bad taste in my mouth at times, but I see no reason for idols not to date. I'm pretty sure Japan can handle their idols dating, especially if they go on cute dates at a tea house or something. Okay, I like that. And honestly, that kind of brings me to my answer. Uh, I think idols should be allowed to date. Under um, the conception or setting that they sh- it should be sort of like like a setup. Like, like there are some cup- power couples in Hollywood now. It's all a setup by their manager and so forth to set you know to make it look good. I think that's how they should do it in Japan. You know, if a Japanese if she if a, if an idol if she wants to date, let her date a male idol. Have them like a happy go lucky couple, kind of show off. You know. Positive impurity, I suppose, you know. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase word. What do y'all think? <clears throat> I think they should be able to date whoever the hell they want. I mean, they're even if they are working for a record company, they're still grown fucking people. True, true, true. And it's like they're afraid of... Like these idols having, you know, the desire to choose whoever they want to associate with. Fit like personal and sexual autonomy. Oh noes. <laughs> so I guess it's my turn for this one. Yep. Go right uh, ahead. I'm on the opposite spectrum of everybody. Go for it. Idols are you know, the whole being of the idol is to be this pure thing. If mm-hmm. you don't want to follow your contract, you shouldn't be an idol. Uh-huh. There are many other singing professions. There are many other acting professions that don't involve the stereotype of the quote unquote idol. So if you don't want to follow that stereotype, get into another profession. And you know what, Michael? I actually agree with that. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's not like they're walking into this saying, oh, you know, I had, I had no idea. No, they all have to sign a contract. The entire thing over being an idol is that they're supposed to be pure for their, you know, for their fans. What they do in secret, I don't give a shit about. And a lot of them do have secret relationships. It's just like cosplayers here. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have, you know, secret relationships so that to their fans, they still seem quote unquote pure because I mean, it's not necessarily a good thing the way that the cosplayers do it because some of them do it because they want more shit from their fans, mm-hmm. but some of them also don't want their significant others to be in the limelight. So, I mean, what they do in secret, I don't give a shit about. But obviously, you know, an idol is a very specific type of field in music and, you know, whatever else. And, you know, if they don't want to follow it, get out of that 
profession, graduate to a different, you know, musical genre or acting genre or something like that. And there you go. You can date away. That is my thing. And I'm sitting here shaking my head like, yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know what? I I wouldn't expect to go up to somebody that, you know, say is a sushi sushi chef. I would not expect to go up to them and say, well, you know, I I realize that you did this and you did this and you did this, but, you know, you're cooking meat and that's wrong. You know, I I I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, or or going up to them and going, you know, you need to make me a burger. And that's the same thing here. It's like, you're signing a contract. This is what you're supposed to be doing. You know, obviously you're not going to have them going, oh, you know what? You're an idol, but here I want you to sing, you know, I I want you to sing metal. Although there are some idols now that sing metal. Mm. But, you know, it's, you know, it's something like that. It's like, oh, well, you're an idol and you can't do this. No, you can't. Deal with it. And not for nothing, there are fans out there that are going to be assholes and videotape or take pictures. And so you probably shouldn't be doing it with random people anyway. Because it was probably more that that got this person caught than anything else. Because those two people are going to go to their friends and go, hey, guess who I hung out with last night? And they probably have the pictures to prove it. Yeah. Because I know, what was it? It was, um, there was another one that, oh, it was, um, it was an actor. And pictures actually ended up going around because he took a random girl home and he fell asleep and she's taking pictures in bed of the two of them naked while he's sleeping. It's like, well, this is what happens when you're famous and you take people to bed. Shall we go to Strange News from Japan? Sure. Sure, Why not? That's one hell of a segue, wasn't it? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I want the first one. Take it, please. Girl stabs stepmother for hiding her smartphone. For some reason, I'm thinking of Carrie. They're all going to laugh at you. <laughs> Are you sure this happened in Japan? Mm. Uh, police in Sapporo have arrested 19-year-old girl on suspicion of stabbing her stepmother who hid her smartphone. According to police, the suspect, who cannot be named because she is a minor, was quoted as saying, I don't care if I'm arrested. I wanted to kill her because she hid my smartphone. Um, The girl is suspected of stabbing her stepmother in the shoulder and back in the living room of their home in Kita Ward at around 8.30 a.m. Tuesday, police said. The mother is in stable condition in the hospital. After the girl attacked her mother, she called police using her smartphone. She told police she hated her stepmother ever since her father married her. I'll say this much about the crimes in Japan. It's some real fucked up shit. But the honor in the Japanese will will tell... They will own up for what they did. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I didn't like her, so I stabbed her. Yeah. What? (laughs) Seriously? I don't know. Over here, you you might see someone post about that on social media for all we know. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and then calling a lawyer saying she was innocent. She was under a lot of stress that caused this to happen. And then six months later, it'll be an episode of Law and Order SVU. By someone who, like, written by someone who only kind of skimmed the article and doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. Pretty much. Yeah, uh, my whole thing is I want to know why she hid the phone in the first place. Well, I look at it this way. Did she have shitty grades or something? That's what I'm thinking. I mean, was it grades? Was it, you know, disrespect? Mm -hmm. Because if you're sitting down for a family dinner, especially in Japan, you're supposed to be respectful and all of that. So was she disrespectful in being on her phone? Did she not come down to dinner because she was on her phone? You know, was she talking loud one night and nobody could get to sleep? <laughs> or was, you know, or was the stepmother a bitch and just took her phone? Mm. <laughs> See, that kind of reminds me of like what some people do when they go out for dinner. Everybody puts their smartphones on the table. And you're supposed to put it on vibrate. Whoever's phone rings has to pay the tab for has to pay, pick up the bill. No, it's whoever reaches for their phone first and tries, you know tool around on it. That too. I mean, there's several variants of that, so you know. And uh, Sarah Ackerman says Law and Order, Law and Order Tokyo. I would watch the shit out of that. <laughs> My whole thing with the cell phone at the dinner table is if everybody's going to have their cell phone at the dinner table, it's not rude. If one or two people have it in a group, that's when it's rude. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if I'm sitting there and there are three people at the table and we're all playing on their phones, which happens when my mother and her girlfriends, you know, go out to dinner and the three of us are sitting there, all three of us are on our phones, usually checking into the restaurant. Yeah. See, I'm starting to get used to not doing that. I mean, like, I'll check in and then I'll just put my phone away on the same topic. I have a smartwatch so I can glance down flick up and be oh eh, 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 you know and then I can check that can comment later when I need to comment yeah I mean it all depends on the situation you know if the three of us were sitting at a restaurant all three of us would have our phones out pretty much you know if you're out on a date if you're having you know a, a, a a formal family gathering, something like that. Yeah, put your fucking phone away. If you're having dinner with, you know, somebody that you haven't seen in three years, put your fucking phone away. Damn right. But if you're having dinner with somebody that, you know, you hang out with constantly, you're talking to constantly, you know, it, it's not like you have to quote unquote catch up. Mm-hmm. So true. So there is a time and a place for everything. All right, moving on. Uh, I'll take the next one. Go for it. Ben and Jerry's releases Japan-exclusive Lamont Fuji ice cream. Since coming to Japan, American ice cream outfit Ben and Jerry has been slowly but surely building up its fan base. But while its high-quality ice cream tastes as good in Japan as it does in its company's home country, the humor behind its pun-filled names for its signature flavors doesn't always translate. As such, we're not sure how many people will get the joke about Ben & Jerry's newest Japan exclusive flavor, Lamont. <clears throat> Lamont Fuji, but once they get a look at the mouth-watering Japanese-sounding ingredients, sourced ingredients, we'll sh we're sure plenty of them will want to try it. 
The name was a mashup of Lemon and Mount Fuji. The, cl I mean, the climbs of Mount Fuji aren't really suited for growing sun-loving citrus fruits, though, so instead of Ben and Jerry's makes Lamotte. <clears throat> Lamotte, period, no, it's Lamotte, period, Fuji. It's kind of confusing when you're, like, reading it. <clears throat> Lamotte Fuji's ice cream uses lemons grown on Hiroshima's prefectures, Satoshi Islands, and the Seto Inland Sea. That's not the only fruit-based goodness wandering, like, waiting in a new flavor, either. Fuji isn't just the name of Japan's most famous mountain. It also refers to Fuji apples, which are actually grown far to the north in Aomori Prefecture's Fujikasi City. And you'll find pieces of apple mixed in with the lemon ice cream, along with the large chunks of cinnamon cookies. Mm. Prices start at 380 yen for a small size serving of the ice cream, and 680 yen to spruce it up with a, as a waffle cone sundae. Lamont Fuji made its debut on September 12th, and is currently available at all Ben & Jerry's locations in Japan. I kind of want to try that. At least once. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just wondering if it's going to be more of a sorbet or an actual ice cream. Because I don't know how lemon would be in a cream. Mm. Mm. Kind of, I don't know. So, anywho, this is an interesting story. Runny curry, no pudding spoons, amongst complaints of Japanese prison inmates. What? Yes. Jap Japan's Penal Institution Visiting Committee recently released its latest report based on observation and feedback from inmates at correctional facilities across the nation with the data being collected last year. Now, that's a first, okay? You're doing time in Japanese prison, but then you get, um... Um, what do you call Like, like a, a feedback survey about living in, in the prison. How are we doing? <laughs> Please comment here. <laughs> Is it because we're used to American jails being such for-profit shitholes? Pretty much. That the whole premise of treating prisoners as people and not subhuman things is kind of lost on us? Probably. So, in many ways, Japan is a foodie paradise with rich culinary culture that makes it easy to find great meals, even in remote rural locations of budget-priced casual restaurants. But those same high standards for flavor and ambience are necessarily pre present inside the nation's jailhouse di dining halls. Some inmates grumbled about their food not being warm enough during winter months, and one older convict was unhappy to peel his own oranges, which is a challenge for incarcerated seniors. I get that. One more specific complaint uh, came from Fukui Prison. The curry is watery. I want them to care enough to add some starch so it won't be runny. Uh, interestingly enough, the Ministry of Justice Bureau of Corrections was receptive to the request and has since started looking into adding starch to its curry to produce a more substantial texture. All food is tasted by the cooking step before it's served to inmates, and I've sampled the curry as well. Compared to what would be served in an ordinary cafeteria, it isn't bad. As for the proper texture, a lot of it depends on the individual preferences of the person eating it. As said by an executive spokesperson for the, for the Bureau. Over in Obihiro Prison, the issue is spoons. When they serve pudding or yogurt, I want a spoon. 
Without one, I have to stir it up with my chopsticks and put it in my mouth on the cup and drink it. Okay. Other things have come up, uh, such as, I want bath time extended from 15 to 30 minutes. I want to be given the opportunity to bathe more than two or three times a week. The Ministry of Justice tips that inmates must be allowed to bathe at least twice a week, but anything beyond that seems to be at the discretion of the individual institutions. Prisons that are reluctant to grant requests for expanding bathing privileges cite the limited capacity of the current facilities. Spanning will require more space, new construction, and a great number of guards to keep watch on a large number of bathers spread across a larger area, all of which will necessitate an increased budget. Nevertheless, some prisoners' rights advocates are argue that investing in such improvements would be justifiable on the grounds that the kind of treatment of inmates would aid in their rehabilitation and help produce a desire to contribute to lawful society upon their release. Whether such an argument will be persuasive in the law-abiding, order-craving environment of Japanese society at large, though, is yet to be seen. Now, <clears throat> I've watched those prison shows on CNBC. I've watched where they go to the international prisons. Let me tell you something. In them international prisons, some prisoners get treated pretty fucking well. Because it's all about rehabilitation and not, yep. you know, locking them up and throwing away the key, practically. I mean, like in an Israeli prison, yeah, they're on lockdown, but they're allowed time outside and more in the yard. They can, ha- they can make their prison more like their home. Family comes to visit, and it's more of a chill environment, you know? Scandinavian ones are a lot more lax. Oh, yeah? One story I read floating around was, I think it was in Norway, mm-hmm. that uh, that the lockdown, like, malfunctioned, the prisoners escaped, and they ended up, you know, cooking their own, like, really elaborate desserts and shit like that. <laughs> Interesting. And Sarah Ackerman says, they hire more guards than, un- than the unemployed creeps on schoolgirls will go down if they are employed. That's brilliant. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Mm. She follows- My whole thing is, is a lot of the prisons overseas also don't make their inmates really do anything. Like, the prisons here, sometimes, depending on the prison and everything, sometimes, you know, the inmates are the ones cooking. Mm-hmm. They're the ones doing the laundry. You know... If you've got an issue with your food, then get up there and cook it. That's my thing. Yeah, it's sort of like in boot camp, you know. It's the it's the um it's the um recruits that are cooking and cleaning and all that shit, you know. Yeah, and I think that would help to rehabilitate them too. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, you did bad. Here, you get to cook and you get to clean and you get to feel what it like what it's like to actually, you know, do something besides <laughs> being unemployed. So true. And for some reason, the audio just shifted to one side. That makes absolutely no sense. Oh well. Well, we've come down to the end anyway, so... Yay, because yep. I need to go to bed. We, we we all do. Yes, but I have to be up at 7 o'clock in the morning. I have to be up at uh, 
Oh, I, I thought you. Tomorrow. <laughs> I thought you were uh, working nights. No, not always. Oh. oh. I thought you were working nights to set up the store. I guess not. No. It seems that the thir- like Thursday they had me working the night shift, and it should be the day shift. So I, I gotta see if I can swap swap a shift. If not, no class. But on the same token, it's like you know what? I know this stuff already, so you know. But you know, we'll, we'll figure it out one way or another. So yeah, there we go. Audio is set. I definitely have to replace these cables, so... Uh, maybe when I, next time I get paid, I'll repl- get the three-foot cables and just clean it up and call it a day, so, you know. So, I want to thank everybody for staying with us this late. Just remember, it's only for a few weeks, and we go back to our normal time, you know. If you like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do it for the love of it, and we tell you how it is. And it's we're telling you because it's straight up. If you have any questions about the show, uh, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Tell us what's up. We are here to believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com where we post all of our articles, photos, and videos, and links, and reviews. Um, definitely you want to swing by... Um, our podcast and if you can't get them on our website for some reason you can always find us on podcast alley itunes stitcher miro double twist blueberry tune in radio and other streaming sites um we ask if you listen to us in itunes or stitcher uh five star reviews that's all that's all we're asking you know or nice reviews in general let us know tell the other people what you think of the show i mean we're here for y'all Check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash TV, where we post all of our convention reviews, um, video reviews, that is, uh, interviews, re- panels, live events, all that cool stuff. If you want to follow us uh, on YouTube and see what stuff, videos that we post, stuff that we like, uh, youtube.com slash mess is me, Ari is Ari22682, and you can find Mako-chan over at Jupluna. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Follow us on our official Twitter page for updates in regards to our website, Facebook page, conventions that we're going to, and other cool stuff. If you want to interact with us on Twitter, you can find me at Twitter.com slash DJRonMass. Ari is at The Ari Man, and Mako Chan's over at Joe Videa. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. Definitely, uh, we want to say thank you to everybody who has liked our page and the articles and everything that's posted because um wasn't for you guys we wouldn't we, we couldn't do this so we really appreciate it if you want to interact with us on facebook you can find me at facebook.com slash imdjronthes ari is over at the ari man and mako chan's over at makoto mako chan kino we're here on the vlog network twice a week we're live at 10 p.m on tuesdays encores thursdays at 2 p.m but we're not the only awesome geek podcast on network you definitely want to check out the Star Wars Powering Coupling Podcast, The Geek Card, The Bobby Blackwell Show, Orange Lounge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Under Sedation Live, Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gone Wow, and I'm hearing talk of the return of Horde House. Could be under a new name, new format, so definitely stay tuned about that. Um, and I think we're that's just about it. So we're going to go around the room for... 
Last words, Mako-chan. Um, I'm tired, but I know I won't be able to sleep, so I'm going to read. More smut? Uh, no, actually, it's a very interesting Harry Potter story. What's it called? Um, I don't remember, but basically he has a photographic memory, so he actually, you know, knew that he was a wizard before Hogwarts, and knew that his, you know, how his parents died and everything like that, so it wasn't a complete surprise. Mm. So it's actually kind of interesting to see him not be this clueless little boy. Yeah, you know what? You might want to start chatting up with Ichigo. She's a clinical insomniac. You two get along so well. <laughs> Last words, Ari. <clears throat> I hope I can I can catch the uh, rerun of At Midnight tonight because it's going to have it's uh, Ron Funch is going to be there all week, and Doug Benson is also on tonight, and the two of them, whenever they're on the show, are almost completely fucking stoned out of their minds. Wow. Uh, my last words is, yeah, I gotta make my lunch for work tomorrow, and I had to go out and get a brand new, um... I had to go and get a brand new lunch bag, because I left mine at work on Monday. I have an odd feeling that it's probably not there. But on the plus side, this one has a clip, has a clip on it, so I can clip it to my um to my messenger bag. So I have my hands will be free when I'm carrying my coffee and donut in the morning. And when I also got to flip over to grab my wallet to swipe my Metro card. And I think that's my last words. Oh, and I gotta fix this hard drive that belongs to Trixall. I think it's dead, but Windows sees it, so there's a chance of saving some data off of it. So we'll hope and see. That is it. End of list. Uh, don't forget, we are here uh, starting at 10 p.m. for the next few weeks um, till, till November 17th, and we're back at our 9.30 um, time slot. Uh we're doing some conventions coming up, so definitely look out for that. I got some more videos I'm going to be working on on my next day off, so I'm definitely going to get those posted. And I think that's just about it. So, yeah. I think it's time for us to get the hell up on out of here. Okay. That's it. We're out of here. Goodbye. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. Good night, everyone. See ya. Night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. That had a bit of a Chio-chan thing to it. I like that. <laughs> good night. Cooking is so fun. <laughs> Cooking is so fun. All right. Good night, everybody. and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. 
For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane! <laughs>